0: Good day and welcome to another episode of the International News Desk. Whether you're tuning in on SL Podcasts at Cz, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or Mucky King 96.7 game time. Welcome to the show. I'm of course your host, Sean Robert. And of course, Mr. Kurt Buckerfield, how are you, my friend? Good, Sean. How are you doing? I'm um, good, my boy. Not as good
1: as Benfica. Shall we start with him in the Champions League? What a game. Yeah, that was that was a, a <laughs> scorcher. Um, and of course, Juventus officially knocked out of the Champions League. after losing four of their five first matches in the group stage. Um, Of course, Juventus are run by a man who is still pushing for the European Super League, Mm. um, while his beloved Juventus can't get out the group, which is Mm. embarrassing. Um, I think that same thing happened to them last season. And they've had some really embarrassing knockouts um, out of the European, oh, sorry, out of the Champions League over the last couple of seasons. But yeah, cracking game. Juventus and um, Benfica, uh, sorry, have been incredible this season mm. um, domestically and in the Champions League. Um, they've been playing really, really well. They have this holding midfielder named en- Enzo Fernandez, who yes. many um, are tipping to be the, the next best thing um, mm. in in European football. He's a Argentinian international. Um, should be included in Argentina's World Cup squad. Um, key for them again last night, but yeah, cracking game. Juventus came in it late with it was two goals I think after the 80th minute where they scored um, in quick succession to make it yeah. four three. Two um, yeah, two crackers as well. But um, yeah, Benfica seeing it out. Great game. I, th- I think that, that that that
0: handball was a bit. Uh dodge against Juventus? What do you think? What do you think it was a handball? Um,
1: Yeah, I I thought it was dodge too. Um, Just like many calls this season in the Champions League in the Premier League. It just seems like the refereeing, the standard of refereeing right now isn't great. Um, And VAR hasn't done sort of enough to to stop those dodgy calls from happening. No, I totally agree.
0: Um, Decent. You would expect Man City to beat Dortmund away, but nevertheless, clean sheets away
1: from home. We'll take that um i didn't see that game did you see that currently i didn't watch that game but i was paying attention um i saw erling holland was substituted at half time Mm -hmm. pep gordiola saying in his post-match press conference that he was carrying a knock Mm -hmm. um they weren't able to to say how serious it was it doesn't look too serious pep said that Holland was still walking fine and everything after the game um -hmm. so it was probably just caution um but but man city are through and they have qualified from the group um, Mares missing his fourth penalty in 2022. What don't know how he is still left on, on penalty duty at City? It is mind boggling to me. Um, oh. he's got a bad record, he's got a really bad record, and uh, yeah, missed again last night after half time. If Ireland was on, of course, he would have yes. taken it and probably scored. Um, but uh, yeah, a, a, a nil nil.
0: Sure, PSG seven, Maccabi Haifa two. Uh, PSG at home with that one.
1: Uh, who's in the goals of that one so that was the game i watched yeah um messi with a brace mbappe with a brace neymar scored one and then there was an own goal mm-hmm. um messi with another man of the match performance this cool. season for psg Incredible. two goals two assists um his first goal a beautiful outside of the left foot strike um like at, at an angle mm-hmm. around the keeper mm-hmm. um his second goal um, you mean you mean very kurt feels like very, very me. Yes. Very me. Um, and his second goal, jinx inside, past an opponent, strike from outside the box. Um, that goal made him um, the player with the most goals from outside the box in Champions League history. 23, one more than Ronaldo on 22, of course. Wow. And Messi has now scored as many goals this season as he did in all of the last. <laughs> so it's very clear that he's in much better shape. Um, I don't know if you remember, but it was uh, earlier, I think at the end of of last season, he said that COVID hitting him halfway through the previous season really, really uh, did him damage. And it was, he had some like long-term sort of side effects. Um, So it's clear that he's in in better shape. And uh, of course, he'll be taking this form into the World Cup, which is only good for Argentina.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's just, how how young is he now? He's 35, 36?
1: 35. But... I mean, the form is showing this season, Sean, it looks like, you know, every version of Messi at 35, he always seems better than the last version of himself. Yeah. Um, so I know that he's been, he's obviously slower, um, and he doesn't have that sort of explosive pace, that acceleration that he once had, but he just seems so much smarter, and, he, and it seems like he knows exactly when to to use 90% or 100% of his energy, mm-hmm. um, whereas previously when he was, like 2012, he was just... You know go 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 and um that would obviously have its impact um but now it seems like he's got so much more time on the ball than his opponents and then more than his teammates um he's just a he's just a genius so watching him play last night at that level again was just incredible
0: yeah that's amazing um we, we briefly chatted about leipzig um so rb Leipzig three real madrid two um was it all that? Was it with Leipzig all over Real Madrid? I see that uh, Madrid did, did score in the 95th minute, so that was 3 1 up with, uh, I guess,
1: the final whistle to go. How was that game, Curdy? Yeah, so that was Real Madrid's first loss of the season. Um, wow. And in that first match between them, Leipzig in the first half were by far the better side and had great chances, but ended up losing 2 0. Um, but um, yeah, Leipzig were brilliant last night, created a lot of chances. Um, and this time managed to find the net. So, yeah, Carlo Ancelotti's first loss of the season. Hmm. Um, they, they won't be too disappointed. They've they've all but qualified from the group already themselves. Yeah. Um, they were without Luka Modric and Karim Benzema, which you know that's two big losses. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, in, another cracking game. W- w- were they rested? No, um, Benzema is carrying enough. Yeah. Um, I think Luka Modric is carrying enough too. Um, not serious injuries, but mm. um, yeah, they were missing for the game and it showed in the scoreline.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, great results away from home for Chelsea and Milan 4-0 against Zagreb. Did you get any of that one? I didn't
1: watch. Um, the, I think I watched a bit of the Chelsea game, actually. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I think the big takeaway there is that Potter has really been impressive since mm. uh, Graham Potter, since coming in. Mm. Um, that was his ninth game in charge of Chelsea and his to lose. Wow. Um, he beat Milan in both ties of the, the group stage and then uh, this 2-1 away win now securing qualification from the group so it's been an impressive start. Yeah uh, I agree um, and, and let's move on to a player who we've
0: been chatting about all week, every week, Cristiano Ronaldo mm. <laughs> um, and I see United have welcomed him back to training this week after Ten Hag chose to give him another chance. Kurti
1: it's like, a, it's like days of our lives there, eh? what's happening? Yeah so we obviously touched on it last week how mm. <laughs> Ronaldo had walked down the tunnel um, prior to Manchester, or prior to the final whistle in United's win over Spurs in the Premier League. Um, we spoke about it, but um, later that day, it came out that he actually had refused to come on as a substitute in the game before walking down the tunnel. Um, we don't know exactly why he did that, but I think we could probably assume. He thought it was too late in the game and he was probably he thought he was being disrespected by Ten Hag, which is a sentiment also being shared by many of his former United teammates. It's one that I don't agree with, but it's out there. Um, and then after that game, Ten Hag had said he, he'd deal with the situation. Yes. Um, and then that following day, it was announced that Ronaldo had been dropped from the squad to take on Chelsea on the weekend. Um, and it was reported that he was fined Two weeks wages and then being he was he was made to train alone um he wow. put out an instagram post to explain that the situation just got the best of him uh, the, the heat of the moment um, which is understandable in some ways this is a player who throughout his career has been and has felt invincible mm-hmm. um so this is really the first time um that he isn't the first name on the team sheet and um i think that the reality of of him not being United's key player, most important player, is probably difficult to accept. Um, so, yeah, he's he's, to, he's Sorry, he's he's, he's returned to first team training mm. um, and will be involved in the squad in the Europa League on Thursday. Um, but yeah, I don't think that the issue is totally resolved. I think that Ronaldo still will believe that he is the best player in the squad. Um, this is Ronaldo we're talking about. Yeah. Um, so I don't necessarily see the situation changing all that much. Um, I think, you know, it's being rumored that he could look to leave in January. And I think that mm. United, if they found a replacement um, in January, they would probably be happy with that too. Um, yeah. it's, it's a lot of um, unwanted, unnecessary sort of drama and attention that Ten Hag, you know, in his first season could do without. So, yeah. um yeah, it will be interesting to see how that one plays out. I see he's linked with Napoli, um, he's linked with the return to Sporting Lisbon. Mm. Um, but but yeah, Ronaldo will feel aggrieved that there are other players in that squad ahead of him. But I think it's very clear that United plays, or at least this season, is playing very well without him. Um, and they aren't winning many games when he starts. So I think if you're just looking at the, the mm. data, um, Ten Hag's decision is justified. Yes. Um, And I I just don't see it changing. I don't see it changing. He also missed preseason, which is a huge factor.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I think big up to Ten Hag because he's handled the situation very well, hasn't
1: he? Well, exactly, and this is what really, really, really grinds my gears with the (laughs) former United players who are now sort of going all in on Ten Hag and are criticizing how he's he's behaved, criticizing, well, uh, accusing him of disrespecting Ronaldo. But for the last 10 years, they have all bemoaned the player power at United. Hmm. And now, when Ten Hag actually stamps his authority and says, no, no matter who you are, you do not behave like this, they have an issue with it. So, hmm. there's a lot of contradiction and hypocrisy going on there. Um, and from Roy Keane, of all people. I wow. mean, it's been pointed out that Roy Keane, as a player, would never have accepted this from a teammate. Roy Keane, as a coach, would never have accepted this from a player. Um, so, to defend Ronaldo's actions just seems a little silly and a little wild to me, really. Um, Ferdinand doing the same, Patrice ever doing the same. I think a lot of them are embarrassing themselves. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's it's clear that United this season are a better team without Ronaldo. Um, Ronaldo d- does not offer Ten Hag what he wants from a striker um, in terms of pressing and everything that that player does off the ball. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, and uh, I mean, that performance against Spurs was… Definitely the best performance that we've seen from United this season. We spoke about that last week Mm -hmm. and then a really really good first half against Chelsea Um, So I I think it's completely justified Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that it's probably best for Ronaldo and Manchester United (laughs) if they um, if they parted ways, as soon as possible.
0: Yeah, I agree. And this is not taking anything away from Ronaldo. He's no, greatest, of course not. Yeah, yeah. If not the greatest, but uh, I do tend to agree with you. It is getting a little bit toxic. Um, just before we close off, Curti, anything um, the
1: neutrals need to be looking out for this coming week or weekend? Um, yeah, I think let's just see how this Ronaldo thing out. I think that's probably the biggest talking point right now um, in, in world football. Hmm. Um, let's see how this goes, because... He'll probably start on Thursday night in the Europa League, um, but he'll probably be back on the bench um, at the weekend when United, I think, play West Ham mm-hmm. um, on Sunday. And, um, yeah, I think we just need to pay attention to that because, like, like I said, I don't see the situation changing um, a whole lot. But uh, otherwise, Sean, uh, yeah, not not a whole lot going on. Um, we We spoke about it last week briefly, but there will be some world cup squad announcements or at least preliminary squad announcements um, coming very soon but otherwise um, I think that's pretty much it Kirti as usual thank you so much and that is how we wrap up this
0: episode of the international news desk so whether you have been listening on SL podcast at students today google play apple Podcasts, on Mackey king 96.7 game time thank you for tuning in I've been your host Sean Robinson of course Mr. Kurt Backerfield. thank you sir cool Sean thanks